Hey guys, what is up? It's Rachel. I am so excited. This is season two of Life of a Christian Teenager, and this is the first episode of season two, and I am so excited just to be back. Um, a little life update. So over Christmas, I haven't um actually made a podcast episode since Christmas Day, and a little bit of update between now and Christmas Day. I was in the hospital for a week and in recovery for two weeks. I had a acute appendicitis and I had to get my appendix taken out. And obviously it was a little hard to uh, film a podcast at that time. And then I also had an interview with college, which was super exciting. And so life has just been super crazy busy, um, just all around in every single area. Life has been so busy. And so I figured um, now that I'm cleared to do everything and I'm out of recovery now and the Lord uh, brought healing super fast and now that life has calmed down a bit I figured all right why just continue with season one why shouldn't we just go ahead and start season two and so I'm super excited to start season two of this podcast you guys and season two I really want season two uh, season one was a whole lot about kind of the basics about how to live for Jesus and how to follow the Lord and now that you guys kind of know that I want season two to be about, okay, now that I have a relationship with the Lord and I'm trying to pursue a relationship with him, how do I do that? How do I pursue a relationship with him um, better? And how do I keep up this relationship that I'm having? How do I stay on fire for Jesus? And what are ways that I can get plugged in and really just start to set my life on fire for the Lord? And so that is one of the things, uh, that's what I want season two to be about. That's also one of the things that we're going to be talking about today. And so when I was thinking of this idea of, okay, uh, what, what for me changed my relationship with the Lord? I was saved or when I got saved, what was it that really just set a spark in me and really just changed things for me to be like, wow, like I don't want to just say I'm a Christian and have a relationship with Jesus, but I want to live on fire for Jesus. Like, what was that one thing that sparked that flame in my heart? And when I started to think about it uh, and think about, okay, when did I really start to start living for the Lord? And when did I really get set on fire for living for the Lord? Well, it wasn't until I got plugged in that church and I got plugged into a church family that I love. And I got plugged into community of other girls my age that also loved the Lord. And I got plugged into a group where I had leaders who loved the Lord, who were teaching me how to love Jesus and leaders who were four years older than me and 40 years older than me. And then a church where I was able to step in and serve as well. And so today's podcast episode is going to be about church. So if you're taking notes and you want to write down a title for today's episode, the import, or the title of today's episode is The Importance of Going to Church and Having Godly Community. Now, I know I already had a podcast episode on the importance of having godly friends and godly friendships, but this is the importance of having godly community and attending church regularly on a Sunday. Like, why is this important? Because I hear a lot of people say, or I'll ask them, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. And the first thing I ask them is, oh, like, where do you go to church? And a lot of time, or or a lot lately, or a lot recently, obviously with the pandemic and things like that, but in general, I've just heard people say, oh, like, I don't really go to church, you know, I, I watch a little bit of, um, I'm on Christian TikTok, I watch a couple of Christian TikToks, or, oh, I follow a couple people on Instagram, or I watch some service on, services on YouTube, but I don't, I don't really go to church, like, church isn't my thing, I've got sports on Sundays, I've got cheer on Sundays, I've got, I want to hang out with my friends on Sundays, and 
And a lot of times for us or as teenagers, you hear a lot of teenagers say, oh, church is boring. Like church isn't fun. So I want to explain today, like what is the importance of church and why should we be attending church regularly? So if you guys are taking notes and following along, that is the title of today's message is the importance of going to church and the importance of godly community. And if you have a Bible with you, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 through 25. So like I said, if you have a Bible, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25. So I'm going to go ahead and read it for you guys. It says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day draw near. And so I'm going to read that one more time. It says, And let us consider how to stir up one another towards love and good works. So right here in the beginning, it's saying, how do we stir up one another towards love and good works? How do we do that? Well, it tells us in the second part of the verse, and it says, we can stir up one another to love and good works by not neglecting to meet together. Uh, uh, church, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, the habit of some who don't go to church, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day draw near. Encourage one another. Encourage one another to go to church. And so this is um, what I want to encourage you guys today is I want to encourage you guys to gather with godly community, whether that means church or small group or D group or at Young Life or at some Christian club. Like this is what today's episode is about is to encourage you guys to meet together. And so as we read this verse, though it wasn't written for us, it still applies to us today. See, this verse comes from the book of Hebrews, and the book of Hebrews was written during a time of heavy Christian persecution. It was a time where gathering was extremely dangerous. Like, if you gathered in Hebrews to go and worship the Lord, you more than likely were going to get your head cut off or killed or hang in front of the town or stoned to death. Like, you could get killed for your faith. So, the book of Hebrews was written during a time of heavy Christian persecution. And so this author is writing encouragements to Christians about how not to shrink back, but to still live on fire for the Lord during this time of heavy persecution. And so the author, what we see about the author in this um, passage is the author feared that the people of Jesus or the people of God would turn away from Christ and so that they wouldn't face persecution. What the author was afraid of is that people would rather turn away from God than get made fun of or stoned or killed for their faith. And as as he wrote this book, he wrote that we should gather because he knew that not gather. Okay, this is a point. Don't miss this. The author, as he wrote this, he wrote this because he wrote this verse because he knew that not gathering with people under the name of Jesus was worse than any persecution that we could ever face. I'm going to say that one more time, not gathering with the people of Jesus or not gathering with people under the name of Jesus is worse than any, per- any persecution that we can face. See, in Genesis 14, 13, uh, Abraham is described as Abram Hi Avri. I cannot pronounce that, y'all. That is Hebrew. I can barely speak English. Um, that was probably wrong. Uh, but that's what it says. It's um, in Genesis 14, 13, Abraham is described as Abram Ha. Aubrey, you, I'm just going to go with that. I can, like I said, I can barely speak English. But what that means is Abraham the Hebrew, which then translates into Abraham the one who stands on the other side. So Abraham was known as Abraham the one who stands on the other side. And this marked Abraham. This is what people called Abraham. This was Abraham's name. And not only was this 
Abraham's name. If you guys know who Abraham is or you know the song, you know, Father Abraham had many sons. Like, yeah, you guys know that song. So Abraham was the old guy who had all the sons, right, in the beginning of the Bible. And so not only was Abraham named Abraham, the one who stands on the other side, but this marked him and his descendants, his sons, Isaac and Jacob, and all the way down to David and all this, like, genealogy for the next all of the Old Testament were marked as the people who stand on the other side. This marked him. This name marked him and his people. And this marked his people all the way down to Moses. So Moses was a descendant of Abraham. And Abraham was known as the one who stands on the other side. When I think that how, okay, that was Abraham's name. And that marked Moses. Moses, the one who stood on the other side. And when I think about that, I think about when God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. And I think about, um, if you guys know the story of how um, God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt and he parted the Red Sea and he sent all of those plagues and every firstborn son died and all that stuff. And then he parted the Red Sea right and delivered them. And as I think about that, I think about um, how God delivered everybody, how he delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. And I think that, and I think that God could have delivered the Israelites one by one. Like, just think about that. So there was hundreds of thousands of Israelites in Egypt. It would have been so discreet if the Lord, like, just would have delivered them one by one. Like, you're not going to notice when one person disappears in a crowd of a thousand. But you're going to notice when the whole crowd of 1,000 people disappears. Like, what if the, why didn't the Lord just slowly start to pick them off one by one and deliver them one by one? And I started to think about that. I was like, okay, God could have delivered the Israelites one by one. But he didn't. God delivered them as a group. Why? Why did God deliver the Israelites as a group? Because God knows that you need people to get to the other side. Abraham was marked as the man who stands on the other side, which marked Moses, the man who stands on the other side. Moses who delivered the Israelites, the people who stood literally on the other side of the Red Sea. How did they get to the other side? Because God knew that you needed people to get to the other side. God delivered the Israelites as a whole because God knows to get to the other side, you need people. So what's the other side for us? Well, the other side is eternity. The other side is living like we are in heaven here on earth. How do we live like we are on the other side of the world? Like, not literally on the other side of the world. Like that would be like me moving from America to China. But no, how do we live like people who are not marked by the world, but people who are marked by the word, the word of God? How do we live like people who have been delivered to the other side? We get in good community. See, we are like the people in Hebrews where the world is screaming that it is dangerous to gather. Um, in Hebrews, like I said earlier, it was a time where if you gathered, you could literally get killed for your faith. And everyone now is screaming that gathering is dangerous. It's not a good thing. You know, everyone is terrified of COVID and I understand. I get it. I get that COVID, Corona is a scary thing. But I also bet that it was scary for Christians to gather in Hebrews. Because if they were caught, they would lose their life. And they would literally lose their life, guys, if they gathered. And I'm not saying that we need to all go to church and not wear masks and all breathe up on each other so that everybody gets COVID. No, 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 not like that. But we are in a time as well where it's, it's also dangerous for us to gather. And it was dangerous for the people of Hebrew to gather as well. But the author knew that not gathering with people under the name of Jesus is worse than any persecution that we can ever face. And so just like the people in Hebrews... 
could lose their life if they get caught. And how just like it was dangerous for the people in Hebrews to gather, we can't miss the importance of gathering. The author knew how dangerous it was for them to gather, but he included this verse, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, that says, And let us consider how to stir up each other towards love and good works by not neglecting to meet as the habit of some, but let's encourage one another to meet all the more as you see the day draw near. Because he knew that not our Sorry, we actually don't know who the author of Hebrews is. I'm just assuming he, but he knew that not gathering under the name of, or not gathering with people under the name of Jesus was worse than any persecution that we could ever face. So why should we gather? What is the importance of gathering? It says right here in 20 verses 24 through 25, it says, when we gather, when we, it says, how do, let us consider how to stir up one another towards love and good works. So what does gathering do? It stirs us up towards love. Gathering with other Christians, gathering with other people under the name of Jesus and worshiping the Lord, it stirs us up to love. It stirs us up to love people like Jesus in our day-to-day life. Gathering with people under the name of God, it, it, stirs, it leads us towards good works. It leads us towards good works. It leads us to treating people kind. It leads us to wanting to tithe. It leads us to wanting to act out of the goodness of our hearts because of the goodness of how good God is and how much he loves us. And so that's the importance of gathering. It says right here, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another towards love and good works. So what does gathering do? It stirs us up towards love and good works. Now, I also want to focus on the second part of this as well. It says not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encourage one another all the more as you see the day draw near. And this last part kind of convicts me. This is um, what one of the women at our church were speaking about on Sunday was the end of this verse right here. It says, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day draw near. A lot of times when I ask people, hey, do you go to church anywhere? And they're like, no, you know, it's just not really my thing. I'm just like, oh, okay, I get that. And I just push it to the side. Like, mm, like, you know, I don't really go to church because, like, I do this on Sunday or I do that. And I just, church is just kind of boring. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. But I don't encourage them. And this is what Hebrews 10 verse 25 says right here. It says, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day draw near. It says right here that we should encourage each other to gather. And so what I want to ask you is when people, when you ask people, hey, where do you go to church? Or you ask people, hey, are you in godly community? And they say no. Is your first response to encourage them to get into that? Or is your first response to back away and to shrink yourself back because you're afraid to invite them or you're afraid to encourage them to go to church? Because I'm the same way, and this convicted me so hard when I read this because I just thought, wow, a lot of times I step back rather than stepping up. And so as I kind of close out today's message, I know today was super fast. I like to keep the first episode of the season pretty fast, and um. As I'm just kind of closing out on this, I just want to leave you guys with two things. The first one is the importance of gathering and why we should gather. And it's what it says in this first part. It says, because gathering stirs us up to love and good works. This is why you should gather. If you are having a hard time feeling loved or feeling joy, come on, come and gather. It says right here, it stirs us up. It stirs something up within us. That's why we should gather. And then the second thing I want to encourage you with is to also encourage others to gather. It says right here in the in verse 25, it says, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day draw near. As we see each day draw near, let's encourage one another to gather together. 
I know today was super fast and um, it was a super short message, but I just wanted to put this out here. And um, if you guys have any questions, um, seriously, feel free to reach out. Or if there's anything you want to talk about, uh, feel free to reach out to our Instagram. It's Life of a Christian Teenager. And um, I just want to say that I'm super excited for the next episode. The next episode is going to be a Q&A, which I'm so excited about, you guys. I love Q&A episodes. They're so fun. And so if you have any questions, also you can send those in on our Instagram at Life of a Christian teenager, teenager as well. Sorry, my words are super slurred and I feel like I'm talking so fast right now. But I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm so glad to be back on the podcast grind. And I cannot wait for this next episode. And we also have a giveaway coming up. So like I said, make sure you follow us and share this podcast with your friends. But follow us on Instagram at Life of a Christian Teenager so that you can also enter to win in this next giveaway we're giving away some a free t-shirt some free merch from one of my good friends and i'm so excited so thank you guys for tuning in i love y'all and i can't wait to see y'all next week